Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Democrats are nearing a big win with their legislative agenda as a budget bill packed with their party's priorities on health care and climate is inching closer to the White House. The big budget bill passed narrowly in the Senate over the weekend and is now headed to the House where it's all but certain to pass. Here's NTD's Melina Wisecup with more details. Democrats' budget bill called the Inflation Reduction Act passed on Sunday with all Democrats voting yes and all Republicans voting no. The whole range of things that are really game-changing for ordinary folks. Vice President Kamala Harris made it to Capitol Hill to break the tie. And one of the things that they want is that their leaders get things done. But Democrats say they didn't get everything they wanted, and that's especially so for Socialist Democrat Bernie Sanders, who wanted the bill to be much bigger. My amendment is simple. It says that Medicare should not pay any more than the VA for prescription drugs. If we do that, we will cut the cost of Medicare prescription drugs in half. And if the motion is not agreed to, the point of order is sustained and the amendment fails. Sanders voted to pass the bill anyway. A $35 cap on insulin will apply to Medicare recipients. In addition to the bill would have expanded this cap on insulin into the private sector, but Republicans successfully cut it. The government will play a bigger role in health care as the bill gives Medicare the ability to negotiate some drug prices and caps the price of prescription drugs at $2,000 per year for Medicare recipients. And most of the bill is climate focused with a number of tax credits to incentivize Americans and businesses to transition to renewable energy. The bill sends mixed messages to the fossil fuel industry. The industry will be hit with higher fees and royalty rates and increase from 12.5% to 16.7%. And they will be taxed for methane produced, $900 per ton in 2024, reaching 1,500 per ton by 2026. This, among other fees, some say will discourage oil and gas producers. But still, the bill expands lease sales for fossil fuel drilling. The House's Progressive Caucus has endorsed the bill, writing in a statement, Let us be clear, we do not support the bill's new provisions that expand fossil fuel leasing. However, independent analyses shows that their limited impact will be far outweighed by the carbon emissions cuts this legislation accomplishes. And in addition to the Progressive Caucus, we're also seeing a growing number of moderate Democrats come out in support for this bill. Just today, a group called the Blue Dog Coalition, their self-described fiscally responsible Democrats in the House, came out with an endorsement for this Inflation Reduction Act. So with this oncoming widespread support among the Democratic Caucus in the House, we can expect to see it move quickly through the House later this week. Leadership has called back members on Friday to take a vote on this bill, so we can expect to see it pass through the House easily and off to the White House for the president's signature, I would expect, by the end of the month. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Wisecup, NTD News. With the bill on its way over to the House for a vote, we have Virginia Congressman Bob Good with us to break it all down. Congressman Bob Good, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you, Steve. Thanks for having me again. Congressman, the Senate has passed their latest build of the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, the House is expected to vote on the bill by the end of the week, where it's likely to pass. Uh, how will you be voting? 
course, I'll be voting no, Steve. This is the proverbial arsonist running to the fire, carrying his can of gas, going, preparing to dump gasoline on the fire, pretending that he's going to help put it out. This bill will make everything worse. It will, it will worsen the policies that have been hurting the American people, the policies under which regular Americans are suffering from. There's actually quite a quite a bit of uh, packed into this bill here. We're hearing concerns over um, adding close to 70,000 new IRS agents. Uh, that'd be $124 billion allocated to strengthen the IRS. What are your thoughts on this? That, that is perhaps the worst of what's a really bad bill. It's hard to say what's the worst part of it, but I believe it's going to be more like 90,000 new IRS agents. It will spend $80 billion on the IRS, which is about six times what their annual budget is already. I can tell you, Steve, over the last two years, three years since I started my run for Congress, I've never had one constituent yet tell me they wish we had more IRS agents. Most of this money will be spent on enforcement to go after Americans, to harass and intimidate Americans, to collect more revenue, to try to pay for these terrible Democrat environmental extremist policies. Congressman, you have a finance background. Um, there's a 15% corporate minimum tax packed in here. When we hear the term corporate, uh, we often think of some of these conglomerates, Walmart, Amazon, so on and so forth. But many mom and pops operate as S-corps with pass-through income. Will this affect them? Well, this is going to try to ensure that businesses pay what the Democrats like to call their fair share. They want to make sure at the very end, and they're actually going to change how businesses uh, calculate the income for tax purposes. They're going to look at true revenue and cash flow instead of what they're able to typically only have to pay taxes on after deductions and exemptions and write-offs and things like that. So they want to make sure they collect a minimum amount of tax from every business across the country. The only way they're going to come up with the revenue that they're claiming that will be part of this package to help, quote-unquote, pay for it is to tax more Americans, even those making less than 200000 tax more businesses, as you've alleged, and also to, to uh, increase the enforcement provisions by going after middle-income Americans from these uh, onerous, burdensome, uh, hyper-motivated uh, uh, IRS agents that are going to be hired as a result of this package. Now, the effects of this bill will not likely be felt overnight. Uh, when do you think the pain will settle in from the result of uh, passing this bill? Well, you're going to see uh, the spending start to kick in as immediately as they can. And they've got these phony sunset provisions put in place. That, oh, oh, it's not going to cost that much because we'll come back later and we'll change some of this spending, which, of course, they never will do. The revenue will only be realized if they do increase the taxes as they're threatening to do. And if they do hire the 90,000 IRS agents, which is anticipated to be some additional million audits a year. Steve, this will be felt relatively immediately as soon as they can get the IRS agents hired up and, and on board and working. Because what they're going to do, Steve, they'll say, oh, this is only for the wealthiest Americans, the, the those who are you know have the experts helping them avoid taxes. But there's not enough people, not enough Americans to go after with just the wealthiest, most elite. They'll go after the middle income Americans who they know when they get that threatening tax letter saying, you owe the money, you must pay or else. We've presumed you're guilty. They know middle income Americans can't hire the tax lawyers, the tax accountants to fight it. So they'll just comply. They'll just give in and they'll pay. That's what it's intended to do to harass and threaten, intimidate Americans. Quite frankly, Steve, also at a time when the IRS is weaponizing the agency against Americans by, as you you already know, uh, purchasing millions of rounds of ammunition, thousands of firearms, stocking up. Why would the IRS need that except for enforcement uh, purposes against Americans? Virginia Congressman Bob Good, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Great to be with you, my friend. 
Pennsylvania has become one of the most highly contested political battleground states in the entire country. Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry is chair of the House Freedom Caucus. I recently had a chance to speak to him about the Freedom Caucus's agenda, as well as his outlook on the upcoming midterm elections. Here's a look. Congressman Scott Perry, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Congressman, you're chair of the Congressional uh, Freedom Caucus. Um, could you just give us a little bit of an idea of your agenda and what you uh, aim to do there? Well, of course, we want to, you know, the, the mission of the Freedom Caucus is to speak for the countless millions of Americans who feel like Washington has left behind and doesn't speak for them. So everybody comes to Congress knowing that something's broken in Washington, D.C., and it seems to me that the way to fix it isn't to just keep doing the same things that have been done before you got there. So we look to change things up. Uh, we want to change some of the process, some of the rules to make them more fair. You know, we have this illusion of representative government. People think, well, I, I have my representative, he or she is there voting on my behalf. And they don't realize that, you know, the minority chairman and the majority chairman in the House and the minority and the, the majority in the Senate have already made the decisions about what's in the bill. And all you're doing is voting yes or no. You didn't really get to speak on behalf of your folks back at home and what's, what their concerns are. We want to change that so that representatives get to, you know, get to participate granularly. And, and, we, and we also want a lot of, we want transparency. Right now, the speaker can bring any bill to the floor immediately. Never went through committee, no markup, no input, no amendments, no anything, and put it on the floor. That's not really very transparent, and it puts people in a really bad position trying to learn about the bill very quickly. You've got to vote. You don't want to vote present. You've got to vote yes or no. There's probably bad things in it you're not aware of. All those kind of, that, that stuff has to end. That's, uh, that's uh, leadership and dictatorship or leadership by bullying. It's not how you run a country. So... We want to change some of those things, and quite honestly, especially as a Republican, like one of the things we want to talk about is having the majority of the majority for a vote. So as a Republican, don't be going to get the majority of your votes on the Democrat side of the aisle. If a majority of Republicans don't support this policy, then we can't be for it. We, should, we shouldn't be advancing it because that's not, who our, that's not what our voters sent us here to do. We didn't come here to make deals with the other side. We came here to do what you sent us to do. Now, I want to ask you uh, on a local level, uh, you represent a district in Pennsylvania. It's a critical state uh, each election cycle, and it will be uh, in November. Uh, what are you hearing from your constituents, the people of Pennsylvania? What is kind of the most important uh, issue to constituents? Right now, they're, they're, they're home economics, their cost of living, the availability of certain things. It, you know, there was a period of time where you literally couldn't get peanut butter. If you've, if you've got a small child, if you've got an infant, baby you know formula for your infant that's an issue but then just the cost the cost to go to work the cost to participate in your daily life again whether it's buying electricity whether it's buying gasoline whether whether it's buying filling up your skid tank on your farm to fill your tractor so you can get the you know your your plants uh your, your crops planted so that you can harvest them and then whether you can buy fertilizer i mean across the spectrum no matter what you do Every person, almost to a point, talks to me about how bad things are economically. Now, they'll talk about other things, too, particular to their situation. They might have a gripe about one thing or another, but universally, the economy, the cost of living, and how policies are driving it is concerning people. Congressman Scott Perry, thank you. Thank you.
I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.